The question started with, Kayla, how do I do it? How do I grow? How do I really learn more about Jesus? But then it shifted to, do you think I should switch churches? Do you think I should leave this church? Do you think I should try something else? Have you had those same questions? Stay tuned. Welcome to His Word, My Walk, where my desire is to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and yes, even challenge your body. I'm your host, Kayla, just your girl next door, healthy Christian lifestyle mentor. And for the next 20 minutes, I'll be here in your ear to drop some truth, encourage you, lift you up, and share insight from my own life about how God's Word and my daily walk go together. So lace up your sneakers, head out the door, and let's get into it. I'm going to start this one off just letting you know that today I'm sharing my experience. I love being able to teach, to inspire, to elevate and lift up others. And in this episode, I'm going to answer a question that I've been asked and I'm going to answer it by sharing my personal experience. So some of you may not fully agree. Some of you may have a different perspective, but here comes an honest chat from me to you. I was asked recently, how do I pick a church? Like, where do I start? How do I get started in church? The conversation then went a little further, and I was asked about changing churches, about leaving a church and finding a new one. And that right there is a conversation that could go on for hours and could hit more rabbit trails than Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd combined. But I want to share today from my own experience— I want to share in a positive light, in an inspiring and confident way, the beauty of finding a local church and the experience, the growth, and also the beauty of finding a new local church. Please hear me. I'm not here at all saying it's time to switch churches. But in light of that conversation and what it sparked up in me, I truly feel it's important for me to share my own experience and to share it in a positive way. Because there's often so much negativity, so much gossip, and so much talk behind people's backs when it comes to this shift, and I'm taking a stand against that right now. If you are a believer in Christ, if you are a Christian, and if you yourself are engaged in those type of conversations, stop it. Now, let's be clear. A local church is a building. The people, we as believers, we are the church. But there's power in community. And there are benefits in being planted in a local place of gathering. And the term church has transcended throughout history. And so for the sake of this episode, when I say church, I am speaking about the local building, the local gathering spot, the local community, the local church. Let me break down a bit of my church journey to you just so that you can understand. I didn't grow up in church. From about age four to nine that I can remember, my mom and brother and I went to church on Sundays. The church was literally across the street from our house, less than a hundred steps. I learned little stories, sang the songs, but was really there for the crafts and the snacks. Then we moved to a new town in Saskatchewan, Canada, and my mom came to know Jesus as her personal Lord and Savior, something none of us had ever experienced before. Um, remember I said we went to, quote, church every Sunday? I started going to this new church with her, especially Wednesday nights, just because that's where the pickup basketball games were with my friends. It was during those years, though, that I attended a summer camp and gave my life to Jesus as well. But church? 
It was just my mom and I, but really, I was there for the basketball games. I moved to Arizona my junior and senior years of high school and was in a predominantly Mormon belief community. Those years, I didn't attend one church service. Then came college, and I was involved in Athletes in Action with the basketball team, and I had a local church, I guess, that was recommended by other adults, but we were usually on a road trip or playing basketball or I was recovering from a road trip or studying, so I tried to attend church when I could, but college life, right? Okay, so you have the back background, but here's where it shifted. In 2004, I moved from South Carolina to Alabama, and all of a sudden I had this urge to find a church. I was 23 at the time and into my own grown-up life and career. I tried one, didn't love it, so I crossed the tracks and tried another, and I felt so at home and welcome that that became my church home. Every class, every Sunday, every bonus service. I was there all the time. I learned so much about Jesus. I grew so much as a person, and I tried so many different foods that I had never experienced in my life. And then I moved back to Arizona. A couple months later, I moved to San Francisco. I found a church, and I loved it. I was consistent and committed. That church in 2006 is actually where I learned about tithing for the first time, and that changed my life. Then I moved to Texas. I became a member of the Potter's House under Bishop T.D. Jakes, and I was involved in everything I could be, from serving the needy to young adults' nights to traveling with his ministry to South Africa to furthering my education in theology. Then I moved back to Arizona. Y'all, there's a pattern forming here. But this time, I moved to Arizona to attend Arizona Christian University. I wasn't interested in a local church because I planned on returning to Texas once I graduated. But for one of my classes, I was required to serve in my local church. So there I was on the hunt again, in my mind, for a temporary second home. It's funny to me now to think back to the email that I sent to the pastor after visiting the first time. I mentioned I was in school. I mentioned I was planning on going back to Texas. I made it very clear that I was a member in Texas and I was just here to serve for my class. So like, what did I have to do? It's funny to me now how like protective I was about my church membership. Like really, Kayla? Well, there I was at the end of service on that next Sunday, walking to the front to become a member in my mind for temporary purposes, just so that I could serve and get class credit. The and then I moved back to Arizona pattern was not finished in my life, but just so you got the idea, a church change came mostly as a result of moving to a new city, a new state, or even a new country for me until this year. This year I changed churches in the same city. Big deal. Look, my goal with this episode is to affirm to you that seasons change, people grow, you grow, and there's nothing wrong with a change. I almost want to add right in there, there's nothing wrong with a change. Check your motives so that they're in line with God's heart. And just like you decide what school to attend, which neighborhood to live in, which friends to keep in your close circle... You also get to choose which local building to worship God in regularly, which local community you fellowship with, and which leadership you submit to in order to continue growing and serving God's people. So if you didn't catch my point with that, I do believe being planted in a local church is crucial as a believer. 
I personally have experienced the benefits and the struggles of a local church, and I've also experienced, as have most of us in the past year and a half, the benefits, so we may think, and the struggles of not having a local church body to be part of regularly. Look, seasons come and go. People move, people change locations, people change jobs, people build families, things change. And sometimes with those changes, our needs are different. You know, the needs of someone with three children are different than the needs of someone who is a single young adult. So sometimes a local church doesn't provide or isn't able to provide everything that your family needs in that season. And that doesn't mean that church is inadequate. That does not mean that church is not right. It just means you may need to find a different place of worship that can serve your family's needs better in that season. When I was living in Arizona the most recent time, (laughs) I was very involved in a local church. In fact, I worked full-time at the church. And when the time came for me to leave, it wasn't a hard decision for me now because I knew the Lord had told me it was time to go immediately. I actually came back to Canada and it was a decision that I made literally overnight just between God and I. In that moment, I knew I didn't need anyone else's opinion. In fact, I didn't want anyone else's opinion. I knew this was direction from the Lord for me and I couldn't chance anyone trying to talk me out of obedience to him. If you have a personal relationship with the Lord, if you spend time with God, let me reassure you that he speaks to you. And let me confidently tell you that he wants to speak with you more. Sometimes he speaks through your thoughts, through that rapid heartbeat, through a calming whisper, and sometimes through a storm. But he speaks. He speaks through his word. So open it up. Yes, at home. Open it up. I say this to let you know that seeking wisdom from others is important and biblical, but do not discount your own relationship with the Lord, especially when it comes to making the decision about your church. Because here's where I may challenge you. The church you grew up in, the church your grandparents and parents always attended, may not be the right local church for you, and that should be okay. And that should be recognized and should be respected. You need a place for you. In Paul's letter to the Philippians in chapter 2, verse 12, he tells the individuals to work out your own salvation. At the end of the day, my parents' salvation will not save me. My grandparents' salvation will not save me. I must work out my own salvation, and that includes finding a local church for me. Like I've said before, you have a personal relationship with God. And sometimes I'm a little leery of that phrase because I feel like some Christians use that phrase as a cop-out, as a way to put a full stop on a discussion, as a way to push back against personal responsibility to grow. But the truth is, yes, you have your own personal relationship and you are responsible for that relationship and the way that it grows or doesn't grow. You are responsible for the effort and you are responsible for the choices you make. And you're responsible to make choices that you believe are best for you. Hopefully, you make them with the Lord's guidance. And sometimes in order to grow a relationship, you need to change locations. Again, my desire with this episode is to share with you what I myself look for in a local church, what has helped me decide where to attend, where to look, and ultimately where to be planted. And I'll even share about being replanted because the church I'm at now and loving, I first checked it out only nine months ago. So here we go. Firstly, 
The most important quality I believe in a church is that the foundation is God's word. First is not I like the music. First is not are the people welcoming. First is not how big is it, how small is it, how many people are there. First is, is the word of God the foundation of this church? And this is first because, well, it's the word of God, but also if the word of God is the foundation, then there should be fruit that is produced that leads to all those other qualities that we often think are more important to us. You may think this is a standard. You may think it's a no-brainer, but don't be fooled. There are plenty of buildings which proclaim the title of church that host very powerful inspirational speakers. I visited a well-known church many years ago, and I was so excited to go. It was actually the top thing on my tourist to-do list when I found out I was making a trip to that particular city. I prepared for the traffic, the parking, the whole experience. Would it be the same as I saw on TV or the books that I read and experienced on social media? Well, let me tell you this. The worship was great. It was like a concert in there, and I loved it. The pastor spoke, and then the service ended. I hadn't opened my Bible. Now, you have to understand, I am a paper Bible girl. I tote my Bible and my notebook and different colored pens with me to church every single service. I'm an avid note taker, and my Bible currently is not even connected to the cover. That's how often it gets opened in my daily life. I share all that to say this church, this huge mega church with thousands of people following and participating, I left there feeling unfulfilled. I only went there once and I could not tell you what the pastor spoke about. My biggest memory of that whole experience was that I didn't open my Bible. Now I can appreciate a conversation about Jesus. I love a good analogy and metaphor and bringing it full circle for the principle to apply to my life today, but I'm going to need you to open the Bible and break something down for me. That's me. That's how I roll. That's what I need in order to grow. Now remember, I'm sharing with you my own personal experience. There were clearly thousands of people who did not feel the same as me. And to be quite honest, had I moved to that city, I probably would have tried it again. Maybe it was an off Sunday. Maybe it was a unique occasion. But that moment also made it very clear to me how important the Bible is to me and the church I decide to plant myself in. So now's your chance to check in with yourself. Try by shifting the question you ask yourself about church on the weekend service. Instead of, what did the pastor talk about today? Can you answer, what scripture did the pastor teach from today? And honestly, this is a great measure of growth for yourself. Making sure you're hearing and applying the truth of God's word over your situation. Not just the football example or throwback story of the pastor's life that they shared. Secondly... Do I experience new life and growth? Since I didn't grow up with going to church ingrained in my lifestyle, I didn't realize how important this aspect of a local church was to me until I found myself in a place that I didn't see salvation, that I didn't experience growth. Over the years, this has become so important to me, and honestly, this is one of the main reasons I made a church change. Like I said earlier, whether your local church has 10 people or 10,000, the question I ask myself is, do I experience new life and growth? Now this right here is not just about me. Do I experience new life? Do I experience people being saved? Do I experience the kingdom of God growing? Do I experience it through services, through outreach opportunities, through ministries, and through the call to go out and do it myself? Do I experience new life and growth? 
I was part of a smaller church and committed to it for quite some time, and in fact, I actually got really involved and created a youth ministry there. But over time, I started to feel like something was missing. I liked the pastor, I liked the people, I was faithful in attendance and tithing in my service, but what was missing for me was experiencing new life and experiencing growth. I remember thinking to myself, I wonder what percentage of the people in this church are saved. Now, you may think that's a strange question to ask because maybe you think the church should be full of Christians, full of other believers, but we're actually supposed to reach the lost. We should be a local gathering place that those who are lost can come, a place to invite those who are seeking. Again, I love the community, I love the fellowship, but for me, I must experience new life and growth. Now, I could stay on the importance of that point for a long time, but let me roll that through right into the next point. Third, I need a place to serve. Let me repeat that. I need a place to serve. God has put pretty incredible and unique gifts down inside you, and you need to pull them out and serve with them. I want to see and experience God using me in my local church. And the first step of that is me actually stepping out to serve others. So if you're struggling in this area, take this as yet another confirmation. Sign up on that volunteer list. Like I said, I recently made a church change. I recently started attending a new church. And one of the things that really drew me there was there are opportunities for me to serve. I actually ended up signing up in more ministries than I thought. And now I find myself there more often and I'm kind of waiting till the next season so I can step back a little bit. But there are opportunities to serve. There are places for me to use my gifts. There's always volunteers being needed and asked for and places that I can serve. That's alive for me. And that makes me feel like this is the church I'm supposed to be in. Let me leave you with some realness and some encouragement. There's a good chance, like a really good chance, that you will never find a local church in which you love absolutely everything. You may love the way the pastor preaches, but think the worship's too loud. You may love the children's ministry, but hate the commute and the parking. You may love the worship, but they don't do enough community outreach. We're people, and people in this world, and we aren't the easiest to please. So you're going to have to decide what is most important to you. I shared briefly what has helped me decide what's important to me, and now it's up to you. I'm going to share an analogy that I truly believe has given me and others I've shared it with some freedom and understanding and with the risk of you not remembering anything from this episode except this analogy, I'm still going to share it. A couple years ago, I went out on a date. We went to this incredible steakhouse where the gentleman I was with ordered a nearly $300 steak. It was apparently the best. Well, I haven't eaten meat since 1997, so... He knew that, and I agreed to the restaurant. That was actually never the issue. I looked at the menu, and I ended up ordering an appetizer and then a dessert. Now, does this mean the restaurant was trash? Absolutely not. The appetizer was incredible. The dessert was amazing, and I enjoyed every single bite. But the steak, the thing many people came to that restaurant for, that was something I just don't eat. It's not my preference. I want you to start to look at your local church that way. And if you're in search of a local church, keep this in mind as well. Recognize there are pieces, many pieces, and you must determine which ones are most important to you, which ones are non-negotiables, and which ones are preferences. I'll remind you of my three non-negotiables. First, 
The foundation is the word of God. Second, do I experience new life and growth? And third, I need a place to serve. For me, those are the non-negotiables. Everything else is a preference. Now, you may say that the worship style is a non-negotiable. Great, stick with that. But also know there's a good chance you'll have to bend on some things. And to be honest, it's not even bending. It's actually being open for God to work. My personal worship life shifted and eventually grew exponentially when I decided to leave the church I was attending in Inglewood, California and come to Costa Mesa. The reason for my shift had nothing to do with the church at all. I actually enjoyed the 45-minute Sunday road trip alone to church, but once my sister-in-law and my niece started asking about going with me, I knew it would be beneficial to find a church closer to home. The now 10-minute commute not only led to experience of new life and growth with them, but I learned a whole new style of worship music that actually shifted my entire personal experience with God. And that right there is my own experience of growth in a way I never expected. I thought I was changing churches to help out my family, but God had a plan specifically for me. So be encouraged. God will work in your heart. And the Holy Spirit can shift your heart if you allow Him. Finding a local church is important. Finding a local church for you is important. Take some time. Pray about it. Seek the Lord's guidance. Let Him speak directly to you. And find the church for you. Find a place and get planted. Get involved. Grow your relationship with God. Experience the new life and growth with others. Open up his word and serve in your local church. Because God desires for us to have community. He desires for us to worship together. He desires for us to grow together. So get planted, even if that means getting replanted. Thank you for joining me this week. My prayer is that this episode was able to ignite your spirit, elevate your mind, and challenge your body. The His Word My Walk podcast is here to serve you. So if you haven't already, you can check out more of my programs and services at hiswordmywalkpodcast.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Kayla Fit or on Facebook in my new group for Christian women called His Word My Walk. If you enjoy these episodes, could you please do me a favor? Please share them on your social media feed and don't forget to tag me. I'll see you next time.